you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is The Young Man, Part One. Yet another unfortunate string of events where I felt vulnerable is what this episode is all about. It was finally time to stop house-sitting for long periods of time and put some roots down. So, at 24 years of age, I, together with two of my friends, decided to rent a townhome. Close to where we worked, were attending university, and attended church. The two-story townhome had three bedrooms and 1.5 bathrooms, together with a huge unfinished basement, which was perfect for three women who wanted to live together, had active social lives, and never mind a plethora of friends and family that needed a place to crash periodically. Although the three of us knew one another somewhat, our decision to live together was one that would allow us to get to know one another a lot better. It was a busy time in each of our lives as we were all juggling full-time work and part-time university or full-time university and part-time work. Thankfully, we were good at figuring out how to give one another space and when it was good to spend lots of time together. The second year of living together had us in quite the rhythm of doing life together, and we had also become quite a support for one another. As we headed into the spring of that year, there was a lot of discussion of how we would manage our summer. As one housemate was planning to work at a camp all summer, another was going to work full-time in the city but spend most weekends at her family farm, and I had plans to spend my summer taking teams to foreign countries on mission trips. There was excitement on the part of each of us as we began to map out the summer and who would be in the townhome when and what company we would be entertaining when. One evening that spring, a housemate of mine came home early from class and saw that our front door had been kicked in and the townhome was ransacked. She was terrified to enter, so went to see the manager who lived just down the way from us to call the police. There were no cell phones then. He not only allowed her to call the police, but said he would escort her to our townhome to meet the police and assess the damage. She agreed to his assistance and called the other two of us to come home, as the police wanted to meet with the three of us. I raced home as fast as I could, and upon entering our beloved home, instantly felt violated, for so many things were strewn everywhere— Drawers were opened, cupboard doors were opened, and shelves had been rummaged through with many items thrown about on the floor of the kitchen and the living room. As I headed upstairs to see the damage there, it was very overwhelming to not only see each of our bedrooms completely in disarray, but to also see our personal items strewn about in a way that can only be described as hugely violating. 
Upon reviewing what had been stolen, we quickly realized that, to our surprise, very little had been stolen. But what had been stolen was beyond odd and disturbing, for it was mostly our personal undergarments that were missing. There was a huge mess, but as far as items stolen, mostly just our undergarments. What in the world did this mean? When the police arrived to review the mess and heard about what had gone missing, they advised us that perhaps we may be in personal danger, as it seemed the thief was more interested in us personally than actually in the items they could quickly turn around for cash. This was very disconcerting, and as we reviewed our circles of friends, family, and acquaintances, there was no one that we thought could fit into the category of a thief that was stealing undergarments as an indication of interest in us personally. The police took our statements, gave us an incident report number, and reminded us to watch our backs, and if anything odd took place or we felt like someone was following us, to be sure to notify them as soon as possible. Thankfully, we moved through the spring and early summer with no other incidents and soon fell into a rhythm of feeling safe and secure in our townhome. However, that all changed one late evening in early July when the three of us housemates were all home and sitting on the living room floor chatting about the latest in our lives. The patio door was open in the adjacent dining room so that the warm summer breeze could blow in. As we were all laughing about a story one of my housemates was sharing, a voice came from the screened area of the patio door. It was a male voice, and as we looked up, we saw a young man at the door. He was gesturing to us to come and join him outside and commented on how it seemed we were having too much fun. How in the world did he get into our backyard was my first question, and then secondly, why was he at our door trying to get us to come outside? He didn't seem too bothered until I stood up, told him to leave, and yelled to my housemates to call the police. That was when he started to run away, and my instinct to chase him kicked in. So I grabbed the baseball bat by the front door, which I kept there because I was on a softball team and liked to have my own bat, and started to run as fast as I could after him. He took off down the back lane and I was in hot pursuit of him. And just as I was closing in on him, I felt a very large hand grab my t-shirt and yell for me to stop. I turned around to see our townhome manager, who was a large biker man. And so I stopped dead in my tracks and let him know I was not going to let the young man get away. He said he would run with me and we could continue to pursue him, but only to see where he went and not to harm him in any way. In my adrenaline-fused move to chase the young man with a bat, I realized that there was a possibility I could harm him if I was not aware of what I was doing and just fueled by fear and anger. I agreed we would just follow him until we saw where he would go, and so we continued to pursue the young man. Down the back lane, up a side street, and then back to the street where our townhome was only to see him jump into a car parked right in front of our townhome. Thankfully, I love cars and was able to make out the color, model, and make, for the license plate was covered up, so there was no way to identify it by the license plate. After we were convinced he was gone, we headed back to the townhome where my two housemates were explaining to the police what had happened, and then motioned to me as I entered our home. 
The police took a statement from me and then advised against any further heroic pursuits by letting me know I could have gotten into a situation far out of my control and could have been seriously hurt. They were right. I had let my fear and anger take control and had not been wise in what I had done. I then assured them and my housemates that we would work together going forward and barricade ourselves in our home and call the police for help rather than me trying to take care of the perpetrator. This additional violation was difficult to take and the three of us had to work out a plan how to keep ourselves safe in the townhome and how we would work together were anything more ever to happen to us. We also had to ask for friends and family to keep us in their prayers, that we would not let fear be our guide from then on, but that we would be able to sleep and enjoy life in spite of the setback of a very unfortunate event. Camp became a refuge for my one housemate, the family farm for another, and my trip to Jamaica together with teens from across Canada was mine. However, before the summer was over, Another unfortunate event occurred, and that story will be told in my next podcast episode, so stay tuned. The song, God Our Protector by Steve Bell, seems fitting for this episode. Steve is a singer-songwriter from Winnipeg and also a friend of mine. I am grateful that he allows me to use his music for my podcast episodes. It is better than 
A Scoop of Life is a production of Square One World Media in Winnipeg. Square One has been producing Christ-centered media for almost 75 years. Beginning with one English-language radio program in 1947, the ministry has expanded since then to include programs in many languages and formats for many age and interest groups. On air, online, in print, Square One invites people to learn about Jesus and grow in their relationship with Him. To learn more about Square One or to support this project, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Often, I am asked how I can trust a God who allows things like this string of unfortunate events to occur in my life. And my answer is that I cannot help but trust God, for He has proven over and over again that He is with me not erasing unfortunate events from my life, but giving me a deep sense of not being alone and even at times of being held. To have God by His Spirit with me always is a promise He has made, but He has never promised that we will not suffer unfortunate events, just that He will be with us when we do. It is hard to explain, but something to be experienced by faith. May you sense God's nearness in the unfortunate events of your life, in ways that bring peace that is unexplainable, is my prayer for you. I would like to read a psalm that David wrote when he was experiencing a long string of very unfortunate events, the chapter of Psalm 34, taken from the New Living Translation. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. For those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned.
Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.